this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Joe O'Mara, XS Club 7. Welcome to Human Stories. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, do you mind me saying you're XS Club 7? No, you can say XS Club 7. That's that's perfectly fine. Okay. I wonder whether you were trying to detach yourself from your, your history. or I know you're going forward and we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, yeah. you were, you were so what people considered to be the lead singer of S Club 7. Yeah, I know. I did get that that name, but I think I, I think that's purely because I did take most of the of the leads on on most of the songs because they suited my sort of voice more than mm. maybe some of the others. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You've got a very strong, powerful voice that cuts through all the others' voices as well. So I can imagine oh. that's why it was. Yeah, and I, I need to thank you for not only for coming on Music Stories my podcast, but also. I want to thank you for uh, Reach, particularly when you're in S Club 7, um, beca- because <laughs> my uh, my son was, I think, nearly three at the time, uh, and uh, we used to have uh, birthday parties and everything else, and it was very easy music-wise for me because we just put on an S Club album, and uh, everybody danced to Reach, and they did all the actions and everything else. And oh, I love Reach. You know what? I think... <laughs> I think songs like Reach and probably all of S Club songs are so positive, like for children, because all the messages that we ever tried to put across was like believing in yourself and positivity and, you know, pardon the pun, but reach for the stars and mm. stuff. So, you know, I think at the time with children and even to this day, kids still listen to, to S Club, especially in schools, that it's like quite a motivational band in that way i suppose yeah. I'm, I'm really proud to have been a part of it yeah it was it's fantastic so i you know myself as a father um and <laughs> thousands hundreds of thousands of other parents uh probably agree with me and want to thank you for that because it made part kids parties really easy oh <laughs> so always here to help everybody loved you yeah that's great <laughs> every little help uh, let's uh, we'll talk about your new stuff in a in a set in a tech but uh, um, but the, the whole idea of this uh podcast is to try and motivate other people listening to it in the music industry mm. and you know, i consider you to be very um motivational and very inspirational uh can you tell oh. can you tell me um uh, we don't want to touch on some of your history uh, when when did you start singing? When did you realise you had a, a good voice to, to sing and entertain people? It was when I was 12 and I was in a, um, in a little karaoke place with my mum and dad. And for some reason, they said, oh, go on, get up and sing. And I thought, oh, all right. And I got up and I'd done the locomotion. I'd done the Kylie Minogue version. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it just came out. Um, I'd not had training before and everyone just got up and clapped. And, I've, and I just enjoyed it. And then from then, it was just what I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I was very inspired by singers like the Carpenters. I think Karen Carpenter is my all-time favourite singer. I just mm. love the emotion and the feeling mm. and the way she makes me feel when she sings. Mm, and I was listening to, like, Connie Francis, Patsy Cline and Brenda Lee, all the, all the old, old singers. I just I connected with them um, a lot more than 
probably the more recent stuff. So I used to get told I had quite an old soul and that's just where my music passion came from. Fantastic. And what was um, what did you do uh, next? I mean, you obviously were at school at that age and so on. And um, when you left school, yeah. did you what did you do? Did you have another job or did you did you start singing uh, professionally then? I started singing professionally at fourteen. I got I was in my first. I used to, I was in bands before S Club. I was in a band uh, called Solid Harmony, and then I relocated to Germany. And um, I was in a band called Two for Family over there, which was quite successful at the time. Um, and then when I came back to the UK, I started singing um, in this country and Western themed restaurant because country music is a big passion of mine as well. Mm. And um, and it was there that I was spotted to go for an audition for S Club 7. Oh, and wow. So I went, yeah, so I went to the audition um, and got the job. Fantastic. And that was with uh, Simon Fuller? Yep. And are you still in touch with him? I've not spoken to Simon for a long time. We see him um, when we've done our 2015 reunion tour. Mm. Um, and, you know, I sometimes send him like a little email just to say hi. Or But he's so busy. It's mm. very rare that he actually gets back. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I can imagine. Because I can imagine the amount of emails he gets every day. So, yeah, sure. but yeah, I, I do try and sort of like touch base. But life goes on doesn't it and everyone goes on their own different paths and different journeys so yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah um so uh, you joined s club s club seven and but it was unknown wasn't it and so it's a bit of an experiment that uh, simon fuller put together um, yeah so he had like this concept of, of bringing the tv show and mixing that with the music like the monkeys i suppose mm. and um so the first thing we ever done together was was film the tv show yeah, and I'd never done any acting before, so that was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and you can probably see that I'd never done acting before in the first series of Miami Seven. <laughs> I didn't notice <laughs> one no. of those ones where you just sit and you look and you think, "Oh dear." No, you should have kept quiet about that, Joe, because I didn't. I, know. I didn't notice. <laughs> Well, see, because I was acting. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, of course. Very well, obviously. Yeah. Very well. So that must have been fantastic fun then, especially with the other six people in the band. It was. It was. It was quite scary because I'd never really been sort of away for that amount of time before. Um, and I'm quite a homing pigeon, really. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of homesickness. But I always shared a room with Rachel because we were like babies, I suppose. Um, so we used to just sort of like like to share a room and put our candles about and make it all girly and homely. Um, but, yeah, there, there was some amazing times. There really was. It must have been good fun. And, it was. And are you still in touch with the other S-clubbers, as we should call them? Um, as much as we can. I mean, we just we don't actually meet up and see each other because everyone's so – again, it's the same with, like, um, Simon. Everyone's just busy, you know, doing their own things, their own projects, careers, families, children, husbands. Sure. Um, there's a lot. So we try and sort of like just say hi on DMs or whatever, and Merry Christmas or how are you? Mm. But that's as far as it goes, really. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's busy. Everybody, as you said earlier, everybody's got to move on with their careers and stuff. Um, yeah. So what happened to S Club 7? How did it end? I think we just achieved everything that we wanted to achieve um i think we also wanted to go out still on a bit of a high and not try and you know slog a dead horse i suppose mm. and i think 
we just all made that decision. You know, we'd had enough and we were tired and we'd gone as far as we could possibly go. Um, so we just decided that it was the right time for us to sort of part ways and, and you know, carry on. Was that a sad thing to happen when you did that? It was an exciting thing. And I think until the reality of it kicked in, because mm. I think on that very final gig, when we all sort of got in our own cars and we all just felt quite empty mm. because our, our diaries had been mapped out for us for so long, mm. like with an itinerary, knowing where you're going, what time you've been picked up to absolutely nothing. It was a bit of a shock to the system, but um, I kind of got used to the lay-ins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, they say all good things come to an end and so on. Yeah. There's lots of sayings, isn't there, really? Okay. Yeah. So let's um, thank you for filling us in about S Club. That's brilliant. Let's talk about um, uh, your future as a solo artist then and uh, yeah. your current stuff at the moment, which is what you're here really to talk about. You've got a new album out um, called With Love with uh, yeah. 12 tracks in it. And I've, yeah. uh, I've had a listen to it. I particularly like On the Surface. Uh, uh, which oh, is track, thank you. Yeah, track two. Um, it shows your vocal range, which is still incredible. Thank you. I think that's probably one of my favourites on the album as well. It, but the, it changes daily because I really love Closer as well. But mm. On the Surface is particularly um, a special song for me because I co-wrote it to try and put a message out there just to say, you know, like, I think a very natural reaction and a very human thing that people do is if you say, oh, are you okay? Mm. Your instant response is, yeah, I'm fine, when you might not be. And I just think it's very important, you know, with mental health, mm. just to speak out. And if you're not feeling great, that's fine, but talk about it. Yeah. And then because there's always someone there that can that can help, always. Yeah, that's true. And, of course, mental health in, in the news uh, a lot at the moment, so that's quite... Yeah. Quite poignant, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I love it. There's uh, lots of ballads there, um, which yeah. I like, of course. <laughs> um, I'm famous for playing slow romantic stuff, as you know. Um, and <laughs> you've got um, the title track of your previous album on it, Relentless, but an unplugged version. Mm, yeah. I quite like that. I love that song the first time. Um, yeah. I mean, I've done that song 17 years ago now. Was well, it? the years just keep going up. Wow. Um, and I think that it was such a beautiful song. And I also think that the first album didn't really didn't really get across what I wanted to get across back then. So I wanted just to revisit revisit that song and re vocal it and just make it more stripped and unplugged because I think the lyrics and the the meaning of the song is quite special. It's almost like an acoustic version, isn't it, with you and a guitar? Yeah, I'm really liking the acoustic um, stuff at the minute. It's mm. like... A, like a newfound phase I'm going through um, <laughs> because I just like music to be quite simple sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's good. You know? You've got the voice to carry it off as well. You don't need to hide behind any music, in my opinion. Oh, thank you. Um, and also on, on that album, you've got uh, the Brian Adams hit, Heaven, haven't you? Which is a fantastic yeah. version. I love that. Thank you. Another Another great song. It's just one of those songs that everybody knows. And like whenever I've been out and performed it, um, everyone sings along. So that and the other one that is one of my favourite songs of all time is "Missing You." Mm, yeah, a great song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
So uh, what would you say is, uh, you mentioned a few of the things you used to listen to um, when you were much younger, uh, influence-wise. Yeah. Who influences you musically nowadays? Nowadays, I love, like, I love James Bay. I think he's great. Um, I still like the oldies, to be honest. I still find myself going back and listening to all the old, you know, like songs like Brindley, I'm Sorry. And I like songs that have got a story, like an, uh, a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah. So there's always like a resolve by the end of the song, whether it's yeah. good or bad. I just yeah. love stories. I, I like Anne-Marie. I think she's great. Uh, James Arthur, I think he's really good. Yeah. To watch on stage who excites me is probably Bruno Mars. Right. I think he puts on, I mean, I've not actually seen him live, but what I've seen of him on TV, the shows look phenomenal. So as a visual, I'd say Bruno Mars. But I get inspired by all different things and all different artists and all different genres every day. Mm. Well, that's good. It's good to have a, a broad uh, a, a broad feel for it all. Was James yeah. Bay, the, uh, did you sing on stage with him? Did who sing did, on stage with him? With, did you sing with James Bay, was it? Oh, God, no, I wish. Uh, you sang, I've seen a video clip of you singing with somebody on stage and you harmonised with him. And I can't remember for the life of me who it was. It might be John from, from S Club, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, and it was just it was just beautiful when you were harmonising with him and everything. I really like that. Yeah, I'll have to look it oh. up. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, no, no worries. Um, so uh, talking of doing gigs and things, obviously that uh, because of the pandemic, that's all been curtailed massively, hasn't oh. it? Yeah, it has been really tough. Mm. It's been really tough. But then it's been tough for everybody all over the whole world. So we're all in the, we're all in the same boat, aren't we? Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, there's the couple of gigs that I've managed to get out and do. Oh wow, I was so nervous. Really? Because I'd not yeah, because I think I'd not been on stage for such a long time. Mm. And then I'm going back with new stuff and by myself. It was a bit like stepping on stage for the first time ever again. Mm. But as soon as you get a song or two into it, it's really exciting and I'm looking forward to doing a lot more live stuff next year. Right, so that's good. Uh, we'll keep mm. an eye out for those and uh, see if we can mention it um, to help. Um, yeah. Now, uh, from the new album, you've got uh, Never Had a Dream Come True, a new version of that, an unplugged version again. And uh, I love that yeah. because it's a bit slower and yeah. it's got a little Christmassy feel as well, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I decided to do it because after I'd done the acoustic version of Don't Stop Moving, um, a lot of the fans were sort of reaching out and saying, oh, we really enjoyed it. Could you possibly do more S-Club classic songs in this way? And Never Had a Dream Come True was turned 21 um, the day after I released it. Wow. It's coming up to Christmas, so I thought it's the perfect time to to bring it back. Good idea. And yeah. um, in, the, in the future, is there another a third album in um, in the cooking pot? A hundred percent, there'll be another album. Great. Yeah, I've, I've got the bug for it again. I'm enjoying the writing side of it. And it's so weird. I, I don't know whether it was lockdown or whatever, but it's like I've fallen in love with music all over again. Even oh. though I never fell out of love with it, I love it even more. Sort of rediscovered. Yeah. That's great. It feels good. That's good. Well, he still sound just as just the same, in my view, as he, as he did oh. before. And in fact, oh. I was thinking the other day, 
maybe you should do a Whitney song. Really? <laughs> I think so, because you've got the range. It's, I don't think anybody's got the range that Whitney had. Well, when she was in her prime anyway. Um, oh dear, that's a big, that's a big ask. <laughs> they're big, they're big boots. No, I want you to try that, and we'll talk. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk again. Just, just another, which one? Just, which one would it be? Oh, I don't know. Could be. Oh gosh, I mean, run, run to you is a lovely song. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, run to you is a later one. I mean, I will always love you is you know a classic. Oh, I love that song. I have actually sung that a few times on karaoke, but I've been quite tiddly when I've done it. <laughs> We could always edit out the tiddliness. <laughs> Just edit out the tiddliness, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, I think that you'd you'd um, you suit um, Whitney songs range quite quite nicely. Yeah. Oh, it's just that's a suggestion. A very big compliment. Well, it's just a suggestion. I've been in the music business a long time. <laughs> just. I'll say. give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. And let us know how you get on. I will. Okay. <laughs> Joe, what are you doing for Christmas? I am. Going to eat as much as I possibly can fit. <laughs> um, I'm going to sleep as much as I possibly can. Great. And I'm going to just really enjoy it, chill out, and, you know, just eat, drink, and be merry. That's fantastic. I think I'm going to do the same, but we're about a thousand miles apart at the moment talking on Zoom. But there you go. We are. <laughs> Joe, Amara, thank you so much for talking to me on Music Stories. Good luck with the new album, With Love. Thank you so much. And look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. Have a great Christmas. Music Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that it'll help and inspire others in the music industry. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you would like a professional podcast made or would like training so you can do it yourself, I can help. Go to TonyLloydRadio.com Music Stories with Tony Lloyd.